This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation, where we give you a sprint of business knowledge. Um, Today is exciting. We are heading to Argentina, where our guest happens to be today, but he operates out of Puerto Rico. And we have some lovely concepts and information to share with you. He titles himself as a chief dream officer. He's a serial entrepreneur who is recognized um, on Inc. 500 magazine and has such a wealth of knowledge for you. And we're going to talk about the concept of having businesses and running a family office. And so I want to welcome Ivan Anz to the program. Ivan, how are you doing today? Wow, Alison, what an introduction. Thank you for having me in the show. Um, so I, I gave... A, a big little bit of insight, but you are a serial entrepreneur and you have multiple companies that you run under um, the Capitan's brand. So give us a little bit of insight um, into what these companies are that they do today. Yes, of course, Alison. And, you know, I am, you know, a friend of mine told me, Ivan, I think you are the youngest founder of a family office in the world. <laughs> Because I am 38 years old and I started creating my own family office when I was like 35, right? And this is all these companies are not under the Capitan's brand at all. Capitan's is just the family office and it has is the capital of ants, basically. That's that's the you know the two <laughs> words. And um, and basically this I am a serial entrepreneur since I was born, and uh, I have created multiple companies. But one key thing that I have done that took me to the necessity of creating the family office is allowing other people to grow. And what I mean by that, and trusting that other people can be doing things and creating companies and creating future for them, that it can be even more smarter than what I will be doing. Because my purpose in life is to raise humanity status quo. So in order to raise humanity status quo, I needed to decide, okay, that person that nobody else will see as a potential CEO in charge of a disruptive company to create a company and create employment that will also raise status quo and people from low levels of life to higher level, to higher income, to higher knowledge, to higher awareness, you need to see the abilities in people that nobody else will be able to see sometimes and assign 
that potential executive as the CEO and the mind of a creation and expansion of a company. In order to do that, you need to become a chief dream officer. And one of the divisions in my family office, Alison, is I have seven divisions in my family office. One division is what I call Capitan's Enterprises. Mm -hmm. So just one of the divisions is managing all the companies, which we're going to talk. I have a, a, with my family, a group that runs Toyota dealerships and the Toyota brand in one of the states, in, in three states actually, in Argentina. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here right now. Uh, I have, um, that's, that's Group Ones in Argentina. Then I have a company that is an Inc. 500, three years in a row in Florida that I founded in 2014. And um, the CEO, my CEO, who is an amazing guy, is uh, Mr. Jaime Gomez. And uh, that's called Equity and Help. And it's a platform that allows investors to help families live in their own homes and become the bank for families that are low level income and they cannot make it to have their own home. I also own a company that I love, which is a, a lifestyle enhancement company that is called Matrix Success Network that has the, the purpose of increasing wealth on all areas of life, not just money, and taking people that is making five figures to make six figures and people that are making six figures to seven figures and seven figures to eight figures and people that is in low health conditions to higher health conditions and people that is low level of marriage quality to higher level of marriage quality in what we call the wheel of life. And that's Matrix Success Network. And then you have Philanthropy Investors, which is a platform that connects investors with humanitarian causes all over the world. And so under Philanthropy Investors, we are tackling the 10 life essentials of life that if we correct these life essentials that all we need before you know, we fix this planet before we even think on going to Mars, we will live in a better world. And the CEO for Philanthropy Investors, Mr. Sky Logan, who you will love, and the CEO for Matrix, Mr. Brian Dalmaso, who you'll also love. And um, is, uh, yeah, so this is the universe of corporations. But the most important thing on a family office, Alison, is what we were talking before the podcast, is how you get an entrepreneur to get the viewpoint that the most important thing they need to protect is going beyond wealth to well-being. Mm -hmm. And what that for an entrepreneur means. And let me ask you a question, Alison. The, the important moments in your life and the moments that you enjoy the most is not that great moments you have with having love and enjoying with your family and the people you love. Yeah, I, I was just speaking um, to a, a course at San Diego State University and I talk a lot about acquisition of, of money, but I say, but let me be clear, money is not success. Money lets you do things and lets you take care of your loved ones, particularly in surprises or in life circumstances. And our goal in life should be to rewrite our family's story. Um, I'm a first-generation uh, college student, and I've had the opportunity to rewrite my family's history. And, and so, Ivan, these are why so many of these things you're talking about resonate with me. Um, the part about, um, you know, growing your family wealth, but also being very conscious about well-being and, and relationships. Um, I'm going to 
I want to jump back to something you said when you were sharing about who you are and what you do. And this is this concept of when you work on your companies, you shared with me before that one of your number one priorities right away is hiring a CEO, that you are not in it to feel like you have to have that CEO title. And I found it interesting that you've shared that that you've never had a CEO title, all these businesses that you've that you've started and that you've run. So share a little bit of philosophy that maybe any entrepreneurs or business builders that are listening, um, you know, can gain some wisdom from that viewpoint. Of course, because there is two, two type of hats, right? Of functions in a company and actually three, the functions of the future, the functions of present time and the functions of the past. So everything that has been created in a company already, the customers that has been already created, the vendors that already have been brought up, the products that have been delivered, all of that is past for a company. Then you have the present, the actual creation of right now. And then you have the future, which is that area of the organization of the company that do not exist yet, but someone needs to be there in order for that future to be better than the present time. So here is the key thing. The day-to-day -day managers runs the past of the company. The executives runs the present, the present. The CEO runs the present time of the company and some of the future. Actually, the COO runs more of the present. Yeah. The CEO is, you know, some present, but some future. The COO is also some past and some present. But someone that you need with no distractions, no and turbulation, we can say, no stress. In order for a company future to exist and to be better is what I call a chief dream officer. And that's normally the most creative founder who can get that position. That person that despite all the distractions and stress of the day to day, he can continue dreaming and he can be in the future. Like he can be sitting three years after the existence of the company. And that person needs to be um, valued a lot because one of the things that the people that lives in the past and in the present needs to know is that that chief dream officer or founder of the company is value the things that he's doing today, the people that lives in the present or the past, they will be able to value them and see them three, four, five years from now. So that person needs to be validated for that dreams that they are creating, for what they're doing right now, even if it seems that that person is doing nothing. Yeah. Because it seems that the person is doing nothing, but what he's doing, he's there creating the future and passing that dreams to the CEO, that then the CEO through the COO takes some three to five years to make a reality that future that was dreamed five years ago. 
Yeah, so, Ivan, this is such a great concept. This is great wisdom for our listeners. And it makes so much sense to me. I know, it's beautiful because, and that's that's another important thing. And, and that's part of my family office also. I have in my family office, my chief or my chairman of wisdom, which in which in, in jokes we call he's a cow, you know, C-E-O-W, you know, yeah. his name is Artie Marin and he's 80 years old. He will be 81 years old in um, June this year. He, I call him my U.S. dad because, you know, I had my, my, my dad in Argentina, which unfortunately he passed already, but I have my U.S. dad, uh, who is his, my friend, Artie, and, you know, he's our chairman of wisdom for the family office. That means that with his 55 years of experience, coaching CEOs, executives, running companies, doing multiple things, I value a lot the wisdom. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what I learned from Toyota mostly because I trained myself in the Toyota world when I, you know, 15 years ago, I've been in Japan in the Toyota world and so on because of my dealerships. And one of the things that Toyota does very smartly is that they protect two things. They protect the dreamers and they protect the wisdom. And if you look at Toyota statistics over the years, since 1955 that they were born, there is no one year that they produce less cars than the year before. There is no one year that they sold less cars than the year before. And the reason for that is because they protect Two things, actually three. They protect the dreamers, which what I'm talking about, the chief dreams officer, means the family, they protect the family. They protect the wisdom. So when you retire from Toyota, you cannot retire. You need to become a consultant for the company and continue being in the world of advisors of the company. So in that way, they protect the wisdom. There mm -hmm. is people with 85 years old that they continue working from the corp for the corporation. And that's why I, I protect Artie. Like Artie is our wisdom, you see? <laughs> and so this, this connection and they, they protect the systems, the processes. Uh, like they never blame people. They always blame the lack of systems or processes. So yeah, that's basically my wisdom, you know, for, for the entrepreneurs. Well, I wanna go, you've built a lot of companies. We established this early on. And I like to talk about naked truths, which are hard lessons. Um, and I know in an entrepreneurial mindset, there is no failure and there is no hard lesson because it always leads to the next success. Um, but is there anything that you would say if you coach young entrepreneurs or that you experienced that you're like, oh, I learned this lesson. I'm not going to have this problem repeat again. What that will be, I will say, uh, know your people really well. Okay. Become, become really good on knowing your people really well, not just because of what they do in your company as a job, but get to know your people as friends. You know, when you have, when you have a friend, do you, do you look at the bad things or the, the, or the bad points that the friend have? Or if the friend have like little points, that are, you know, these little uh, weaknesses, you just don't look at them because 
he's your friend. You, you, there is so many plus points, right? You mm -hmm. see what I mean? You, you like, Alison, you go, when you have a friend, you don't go and you don't look for this, you know, minus out points, right? You just look for the plus points in a friend, right? Is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah, you, okay. you, you, you do. Okay, so if you look at your people and you look at your people and your closest executives and, and the people that you are hiring as your friends, you will look for the plus points. And then guess what will happen when you get to know them? That plus points and the strengths that they have, they will get bigger. And guess what will happen with the weakness? They will get smaller. I love the little inflection in your voice as you said. There was so much excitement in your voice as you said that. It's so authentic. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Is is you have to keep growing on the, you know, leading with the positives. And I also agreed with something that you said earlier that I would say goes hand in hand with with this is is if you see things in people and you give them the responsibility, um, you have to be cautious when you choose to give them responsibility. But sometimes when you give people that responsibility, they'll rise to the occasion because they know you believe in something in them. And you had alluded to that earlier. And I can see how that philosophy marries with what you just described here. That's 100% true, Alison. Exactly like that. When you... And that's how I have built my companies in the in my enterprises division of the family office is trusting people more than what they even trust themselves. I think that's hard to do for leaders. Um, I think depending on how you were raised, what kind of business school you went to, what kind of companies you worked at before you founded your company. Um, I, I think this is certainly where we need to, where we need to go. I mean, you need to grow, grow people, um, not manage people. I, I, it's, but I do know it's hard for some, some people that, that trust, um, because you, once you get burned, it's hard to trust, trust again. Um, but I love the optimism. Hey, I want to flip topics because I also know along with this, your, your philosophy about, about people at this stage, you've shared with me that you're also equally focused on um, people that work with you and people in your own circle on well-being and positive family relationships. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more about that aspect of your life? Yes. And, and before we go there, I want to touch on a point that you just said mm -hmm. that is difficult, it's difficult when you trust like uh, because you've been betrayed in the past okay and one thing that is important to differentiate is a, is a book that i am going to be you know i'm writing one of my books i i have books in amazon you can you can find me there you know and with some of my books but the ivan we can find you everywhere i think i think it's like and if people have people listen and haven't found you just wait another 10 years and you're going to be like oh ivan's everywhere <laughs> but listen i'm writing a book of what i call thoughtness versus niceness 
And this is such important because let's say people in the past betray you, right? Mm -hmm. And remember that the chief dream officer lives in the future and the COO and with the CEO lives in the present and the managers lives in the past, right? So don't trust in someone today because someone betrayed you in the past is just living in the past, like literally living in the past. You cannot deal your life and grow companies and expand if you live in the past, even with your relations, because the spirit of someone, the mind of someone, the decisions of someone, the intentions of someone in your life that in the past betrayed you, today can be different. And I tell you that relations are always two people. So if someone betrayed you in the past, you should look at what you did, what you didn't do, what you decision, your decision you made, what your decision you didn't make, what communication you gave, what communication mm. you didn't give that that person betrayed you in the past. So if you really want to expand as an entrepreneur, live in the future and in the present, not in the past, and now touching, some people come to me and say, Ivan, you have never, you're never tough with people. Like you're never, you, I never met you being <laughs> bad, like mad. I never met you being mad. I said, why? You know, I asked the person, when do you listen to me more? If I am mad with you or if I am nice with you? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. If I am nice. Right? Mm -hmm. So then being tough and being mad with people is very expensive. Uh, nice words of wisdom. It's very expensive because you never know what future you are killing. And not expensive on money, expensive on well-being as general. And now going, I, I opened the door to the next topic which is what you asked me, the difference between wealth and well-being and going beyond wealth into well-being. Because one of the, the, my main goals right now in my family office, which you know includes my wife, includes my, my uh, mom, my brother, my niece, my, you know, my family, right? Mm -hmm. and, the, and the people that support me is really to be the, the friendliest and truthful and leading family office on, on planet earth to and to create extraordinary value for society. In order to do that, I need to create a space, an environment across the family office and the companies where every single human being in the space and the environment feels that they can be their best version. So one of the challenges for an entrepreneur is to create environments for their people to deliver their best versions of themselves. That's the challenge as an entrepreneur. One of the challenges for me as a, as a founder of the family office and the youngest family office founder in the world, I, yeah, because you know, like Jeff Bezos created his family office with 60 years old or 58, you know, like Bill Gates created his family office when he was like 52, 55. Um, you know, uh, Walton Enterprises for the Walmart family, they created the family office when they were like 67. 
So this friend of mine tell me, Avan, you are the youngest family office founder on earth. <laughs> so the, the, main, the main thing is that one of the challenges is that this family office, needs, I need to create the environment for my family to protect our well-being as a family and our affinity, which is our number one asset, our affinity between us, our relation between us, our affinity with our friends and with our people and with our family office supporters is the number one asset because in higher affinity, higher willingness can, can exist. And, and willingness is the number one asset that an entrepreneur have in their companies and in their groups. Willingness of your people is your number one asset. And in order to protect that, you need to create the environment so they deliver the best version of themselves. I, I love that. I wrote it down that your number one asset is affinity to each other um, and that the higher affinity, the higher willingness of people. I think that uh, there's so much wisdom in that, Ivan, so, so much. Um, it is so clear to me that you live and breathe everything um, that you that you say and that you you do. And these interviews are are very quick, very short, lots of of quick wisdom. Um, I have to ask you, what's next? If we come back and and speak to you two, three years down the road, what's the vision and and where are you steering these dreams of yours next? Well, I will just uh, I will just tell you with with each of the companies so you understand. On the family office is leading becoming a leading family office on earth and showing all the other family office founders and you know owners and families that family well-being and higher affinity is more important than wealth and material than material and wealth because the word wealth comes from well-being originally so it's kind of the same but um, that's that's basically for the family office then for equity and health which is my in 500 company we are going to be helping families, low-income families live like their dream or owning their home, not only in the United States, as we are doing in 32 states right now, but across the world in different countries. Uh, then with philanthropy investors, we are going to have a single unicorn in each of the 10 life essentials. Unicorn, like, you know, 1 billion valuation, yeah. because it's, it's literally not because of the money, but that's really a company that is shifting the planet into a, into a more positive direction. And that's why the unicorn and the, the 10 life essentials are so important for the world. Then with, with Matrix Access International, um, we are going to be the number one lifestyle enhancement company in the world. We're going to have 5% um, of the market share for, for the personal development world and lifestyle enhancement. And we are going to to have 100, 100 um, founders worldwide that are in a space for people to increase their wealth. Like people that is barely making 20, 30,000 a year, they will be growing their level because we are enhancing their mindset. Because what is behind results for people is mindset. What mm -hmm. I'm giving you now to all your audience is different mindset so they can improve the results. So that's what we do in Matrix Access International, and that's what will happen. And then with Grupo Ans in Argentina, um, we are going to, to have um, the, you know, continue representing Toyota as the way we do, keeping it there as the number one 
um, brand on the cars market and the brand position in the states that we are as a very well-known uh, brand with a very well-known serve customers with a lot of growth for the people that is supporting you know the toyota brands in in that states in argentina wow that's a lot of a lot of vision and and wait you didn't add which you said earlier in the interview is you want to make things better here before people go to mars did you say that in the interview or in our other chat but yes, I... <laughs> no, no. and that's when philanthropy investors because listen my friends we need to take responsibility for the damage that we cause in this planet because let me tell you something you can fix you as a being are so powerful that you can fix anything that you broke you broke your body because you didn't well take care of you can fix it you can take ownership responsibility of the things you create you broke your body you can fix it you broke a relation you can fix it and you should fix it don't wait for nobody else take ownership you broke the planet you are trashing paper in the toilet and you are not treating water well well let's fix water in the planet together you know we broke the air of the planet it's another life essential we can fix it why we need to go and try to go to mars before we fix the planet that we broke are we going are we going to go and, and broke break another planet <laughs> well it's the phrase i love and that's turn problems into projects right T take the problem turn it into a project and and, and get it taken care of Ivan, our, our time is up today. Hey, if people want to learn more and connect with you, where should they go and what should they do? Okay, so you can go to ivanance.com. You can listen to all my podcasts, including this one, that it will be there. And you can go to Amazon and find Ivanance. And, you know, if you want to read more about my wisdom, my knowledge that I am here to share with the world, is uh, that's another of my purposes is to to share with and learn with love with the planet. That's another of my my life purposes. And so the main thing is that um, yeah, go to Amazon, find the books, and just read. Follow me in Instagram. I am in Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You name it. You know, you can find me as you said everywhere. I, that's what I said. If they don't know who you are today, in ten years, everybody will. Everybody will know. Um, I always say to my listeners, if there is another disruptive CEO that you think I should speak to, um, similar to Ivan, send them my way, but I'm not sure we're going to find somebody very similar to Ivan, <laughs> but you can reach me at connect at allisonksummers.com. Um, until we speak again, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Ivan, thank you for being a wonderful guest. Thank you, Alison, for your amazing interview. I appreciate it. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.